Hi, and welcome to Healthy Wives for Women with me, Danny Adekunle. Um, we are going to talk even more on menopause today because it's something that is now very much open in the public domain and lots of people have been talking about it. And um, so I'm joined today by Kathy Casey to talk more about that and um, also how we can look after ourselves, you know, during this stage as well. So it's also going to cover um, well, she's also going to cover wellness. So I do hope that um, you take time to listen to this. All right, so let's jump in as I talk to Kathy. So I'm Kathy Casey, and I'm a holistic health coach. Um, and I'm otherwise known as the healthy boomer body expert, as in baby boomer, because most Ooh. of my um, customers are of that age <laughs> or older. Um, and I have been doing touch and EFT. I'm a Reiki master. Uh, I've, I've trained in somatics and also neuroplasticity, uh, neuro, uh, neurobiology. So I have a, a lot of tools. In my toolbox. And I started out helping people to deal with chronic pain, mostly back pain, neck and shoulder pain, that type of thing. And um, I have a, a video that still sells pretty well um, on Amazon called Get Rid of Sciatic Pain. I have an Amazon uh, best-selling book called uh, Stop Back Pain. And uh, recently, since I've been studying neuroplasticity uh, and its benefits, I began to uh, work more with women on um, after menopause, uh, the difficulties we have with losing weight. And um, I'm really thrilled. I have a 98% success rate working with those women. So that's pretty exciting for me. I'm, I'm happy about that. And it's fun because um, since the COVID epidemic, of course, we're all doing everything on Zoom. And I can reach people from all over. I have clients in South Africa, Australia, lots of people from Canada. So uh, that's actually kind of been nice for me to have, you know, to have that technology available. Okay. Well, that's really interesting um, introduction. And I like the fact that you touched on women over 50s because that's kind of like what, um, you know, the, the, the majority of the listeners of this podcast know who they are really. I mean, they're, they're usually like women over 50, although I had to kind of, initially that was the, that was the plan, women over 50, but then I had had people approaching me about, oh, what about women over, on, over uh, sort of like over 40? And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to change the tune a little bit then we've got to women <laughs> over 40. So, you know, because they're kind of like in a bracket as well. It's obviously kind of in that bracket. I just say, I'm not we, I'm not, I'm over 50. So, you know, so, um, yeah, um, yeah, so that's kind of like you know, <laughs> what it is, just um, basically what the podcast is about. So like women over 50, we're sort of dealing with 50 women over 50 issues as well. And, you know, we're still, I still, I still, you know, like I said, go into dealing with women over 40 issues as well. But today is all about women over 50s. So, <laughs> yeah. So if anyone's listening, um, it is about women over 50s. But obviously we might touch on things that um, affect women over 40s as well, because when you talk about menopause, I did find out, I did discover recently that um, menopause doesn't affect, um, doesn't affect women over 50, but women even uh, sort of like under 50 as well. So it's not kind of like a thing where, you know, just women over 50, uh, over 50 or even women under 40. So 
obviously if anyone's listening and you're going through that menopause st stage you know this is ideal for you to listen to so you touched on the fact that you've been able to help women over 50s with their menopause and I think what I what I what actually wanted to ask was because regarding and exercise um, put the weight thing because this is something that I'm struggling with right now and a lot of a lot of people that I've spoken to in my, in my age group as well say the same thing is being able to we found out I've been in the menopause you're lose, you're putting on the weight and you're trying to lose that same weight but it's not it's just not happening it's kind of like okay when I think about when I used to what I mean I've been I've always been active kind of like being into my healthy lifestyle and things but I'm really like I said I'm really struggling right now because even though I'm exercising four times a week to five times a week I go for walks every day and you know I, that's even in addition to my workout but and I'm still eating healthily but I'm finding out that the weight I've put on because of the menopause shifting it is becoming a pain it's not as rapid as i like you to be and can you tell us why that is happening <laughs> oh yes i'd love to thank you for asking and and you know the biggest part of of uh that i find that women have a hard time with is that we've gotten so much misinformation over the years because only men's bodies were studied for so many years that we had all these doctors and all these uh, professionals that were trained with in medical schools that only had information about men and they didn't have information about us women. But that is changing in the last few years. Now we do know things. Uh, you know, how many people do you know, or maybe even yourself, that, you know, maybe you and your husband or your brother or, or someone, another man, have um, tried to go on a diet together? or a workout program together, you know, and you both do the exact same thing. You eat the same foods, you both work out the same and he loses weight like crazy and you don't. Well, yeah. that has got nothing to do with your lack of willpower or that you're not working hard or any of those things that we might've been told already. What it has to do with is our genetics. Our main uh, uh, sex hormone, if you will, is estrogen. And estrogen is a fat storage hormone. We're made to have babies. You know, that's kind of what it is all about being women. And men's main sex, uh, sexual hormone is testosterone, which is a muscle builder. So the, one of the fastest ways to lose weight is to build muscle because then that eats up the fat. Well, men do that so much easier than we do. You know, so it's not a matter. And I still find women coming into my programs that tell me, oh, my doctor said I should eat less and work out more. And it just makes me want to go, oh, because <laughs> that's not how women our age lose mm. weight. Mm. First of all, because of our hormone changes, our biological clocks and our circadian rhythms are changing and they're messed up. And the best way for us to get to a place where we can lose weight again is to straighten out those body clocks, to, to do things like, you know, are we are supposed to have cortisol in our body? You know, our bodies need that for certain uh, functions. We don't need as much as what's floating around in there right now. Okay. But 
because you know we don't live in a place where we're in danger from tigers and things all the time mm. we don't use up that cortisol to make insulin to have the energy to run away so it still makes that insulin and then what happens is it turns into belly fat right. so we want to stop that process means we have to address the cortisol and cortisol should be um, higher in the morning and then lower in the evening if you've ever seen a an infinity sign it's yeah. like um uh it's like, like a, a, a squiggling line goes, yeah, yeah it's like a wave yeah and that's what should happen with melatonin and cortisol one is higher at night and the other is lower and then during the day it switches so it becomes that it should be that nice little rhythm of the infinity uh, line it's not for most of us after menopause but we can get it back to being like that again we need a good night's sleep which many of us are also not getting mm -hmm. <laughs> um and then and then we need techniques and tools to be able to deal with the extra cortisol Another difference that they've recently found between men and women is that um, our limbic systems, which is what uh, the emotional sort of part of the brain, it's larger and more active than men's. So it's not a bad thing for us to have uh, emotional reactions because that's how, I mean, it's our genetics. That's how we're made. That is how we deal with things. And so that the emotions play a bigger role in our brain and how it processes what's happening around us than men. And it's not a bad thing. That's how we're supposed to be. We're made that way. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, giving ourselves permission for that to happen is a big thing because then we don't feel bad if we cry or if we you know have some other emotional reaction that's normal for the situation we're in um so first of all that helps with the stress when we know that that's a normal reaction for women and we're okay <laughs> okay yeah we're okay yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> also i think that uh the time of day that we eat and what we eat for breakfast and lunch has not really been discussed. We have been you know, told, oh, you need to cut the calories, cut the calories, cut the calories. Mm. So we're used to looking at packages of food and seeing how many calories are in there. And we don't look at anything guilty. else on the label. <laughs> I'm guilty, I still do it. Oh, well, I got to the supermarket, I still do it. I did it this week, I was in the supermarket and I, oh. you know, so the shelf looking at stuff and I picked up, I'm like, no, that's too high. Put it back on the shelf. I'm not having that. <laughs> yeah. We got to stop doing that because that's not it. Oh. We need to get protein more so than we have been in our breakfast and lunch and less at dinner. You know, we grew up in a generation where that wasn't the case. We might've had cereal for breakfast or a muffin for breakfast mm. and that had hardly any protein or none in it at all. And then at dinner, we would have a large helping of some type of uh, meat or chicken or fish mm. or something and less vegetables. Um, yeah. 
So just, you know, thinking about, just thinking about that one statement and realizing that that does not mean that you have to give up foods that you like. It might just mean that you have them at a different time of day that you get used to that. And that's a lot easier to do than trying to restrict yourself from eating foods that you love. You know, an egg on a sweet potato, I find that delicious. If you like sweet potatoes, you know. Yep, I do, yeah, I do. And, and just that gives you way more protein than a bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and, and fat, high fat foods. We've been told to stay away from those. Mm. Avocados are high fat, but that's the kind of fat we need for our brain to function, that we need for our organs to function. We should eat avocados, even though they might be higher in fat. It's the fat we, our bodies need to function. So we can't build muscle without the proper energy. And that's protein in the morning. It's avocados or coconut oil or things that, that have healthy fats in them. All of those things that we've been told not to eat, we now know that's not really true. We do need those things. So I think the biggest difference that happens when women come through my coaching or I have a, I have a five-day Facebook challenge that I run a few times a year and uh, people start losing weight just from the five-day challenge. The biggest thing that they learn is to think about meals, not food. When you're in the grocery store, it's not food. You're thinking about meals and that makes a difference mm -hmm. if you think about okay so i need to get some eggs for breakfast or muesli is a cereal it's just like cereal but it has a lot more protein yeah. than the cereal that we grow up on even having uh yogurt or kefir uh if you have you know you get your probiotic from the uh, kefir and um a little bit in your uh yogurt you have that with fruit and nuts That's that also <laughs> yes that also gives you your protein so you don't have to give up foods that you like you might just change them around how you're eating them and when you're eating them um and and you know once you kind of get that and you start planning meals instead of just food what am i going to eat and grabbing whatever food Ooh. is there you know once you start doing that it makes a big difference. And there are many ways to be able to sleep better at night as well. So it's just really, it's easier than we've been led to believe. You don't have to be doing running for marathons or things <laughs> like that. That's not. And in fact, sometimes you can do too much cardio, which yeah. then makes your adrenals not function properly. So, you know, it, it's, we just have to change the way women think about weight loss and, mm -hmm. and how they eat and what they do for workouts. There are some great ways to build muscle that don't take any time at all. You can, you know, in 10 minutes here and there throughout your day, you can build muscle. It, uh, it's easier than it seems because <laughs> of what we've yeah. been told over the years, you know? Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, so when you talked about sort of like what we eat in terms of meals and like food and we think of, you said, 
um, plan meals, not food. And they think it's sort of the way you think about it. There's this thing that's been going on. I call it, a, well, I, I don't want to say, well, I don't want to say, I don't know. I don't know whether to call it a thing or as a myth or whatever it is that you're not supposed to. What do you say about this whole thing about people can't have carbs at, for dinner? So they say, no, you can't, you shouldn't eat anything that's got carbs in it after five o'clock or after six o'clock. And this is, this argument keeps going on and on with people that I know around me, you know, and saying, no, you can't because you're not going to be able to sleep and all of that stuff. What do you, what do you say to that? I just think, again, you know, we have been taught to look at the calories. We've been taught that carbs are bad for us. Well, it depends on the carbs. We do need carbs because that's what gives us the energy to be able to do our exercise programs, you know, to be able to run or work out or do our Pilates class or whatever it is that you're doing. And you should always do exercise that's fun. That's, you know, that way you'll keep it up. If you don't like it, don't do it. Do something that's fun. But the idea of, of you know, carbs, it just depends on what carbs you're eating. Obviously, you know, you shouldn't have um, a piece of cake after eight o'clock at night. <laughs> um, you know, but if you have a carrot stick, carrots have carbs, or if you have, and so does hummus. So if you're really starving and you want to have a little something, you can dip a carrot stick in, in your hummus if you like mm. those things. Um, you can find some vegetables that are, you know, are carbs that you can have. Uh, but I just think that uh, food in general shouldn't be eaten after a certain time of night. And that is what you need to focus on more than just carbs. Um, if we have a 10 to 12 hour period between dinner and breakfast, our body functions better. Mm -hmm. And over, over the long run, that helps us sleep better. Yes, that's a pattern of not, for instance, if you eat breakfast at eight o'clock in the morning, not to have anything after eight o'clock at night. So you make sure your dinner's done by then. When I first started doing that though, I, I went with a 10 hour uh, difference and I gradually worked at it till I could get it to an 11 hour one and, and now a 12 hour one. But our bodies do function better overall if we have that 12 hour space of no food when it's time to, you know, relax and, and wind things down for the night and then get our eight hours of sleep. Mm. All right. Yeah. That, I guess that kind of makes sense in a way that what you just said about, you know, the whole thing about sleep. So now going back on to sleep again, I want to like touch on sleep because sleep is the one thing that women who are going through menopause, you know, can't get, seem to get, obviously, because the tersing and the turning. And even in my case, I mean, I, I eat early. I, I have my dinner at six o'clock and I go to bed, you know, three hours, three three to four hours later well usually I have kind of like have that so I just go wind and you know don't eat anything else and you just touch on the fact that the 12 hour window but still I find I struggle to sleep you know because you know so what what would you say in terms of how we can is this is this kind of like how do we manage our sleep and you know when is this menopause thing gonna go away <laughs> <laughs> first of all stop stressing about when is this menopause gonna go away <laughs> 
Um, but yes, there are a lot of tools that help us sleep. And actually in my, um, in my five day challenge, uh, one of the days is devoted to several tools that help us to be able to sleep. So, and it's a free challenge I offered on Facebook. Um, so I can, you know, let your listeners know when the next time I'm going to be offering it. I believe it's going to be August. So if you want okay. to follow me on Facebook and then you'll see, because I'll put yeah. it up. Hey, here it comes again, you guys, if you want to join. I'll, I'll put something in the, um, in the, in the show notes. So that way people can get the link and they can join even, you know, join before the time. So that way they will be notified yes. of when. That would be great. Yeah. Yes. So I'll put Thank that in, the, um, in my show notes so that way people can access it. Thank you. Yes. But to get back to the sleep. So one of the things that I have found very helpful is um, keeping a gratitude journal, because what happens when we lie down to go to sleep? We think about, oh, man, I should have done that today. Oh, shoot, I didn't do this. Oh, my God. Tomorrow I've got this meeting coming. So all these things that cause stress hormones to which is the cortisol the cortisol and the, and the you know all the stress hormones flow through our body when we're ruminating and worrying like that and a, and a good way to stop that is to just simply have a gratitude journal next to your bed and before you go to sleep make sure you sit there and write down a minimum of six things to be grateful for. I guarantee you that you'll continue and write more than six because as you write, you'll think, oh, and this, and this, even if you start out with something as simple as I'm grateful for my beautiful children and my lovely husband, you know, and then I'm grateful of me every night. The last thing I write is, and I am so grateful for this comfortable, soft, warm, lovely bed that I sleep in and I fall right to sleep in every night. And I, that's my last gratitude I put in there. <laughs> that's a good but, one. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah. But what that does, is, Definitely. Yes. <laughs> the whole gratitude piece of it though, it, it releases endorphins, which are the feel good hormones in the body. And they counteract those stressful hormones. And instead of going to bed worrying about something, you go to bed being grateful and, and feeling good about yourself and where you are in your life right now. And that is a really good tool. A lot of women find that they can go right to sleep after that. Hmm. Right. Okay. That's, wow. That is something I'm definitely going to try and do. I, I have got a number of... Uh, notebooks floating around somewhere so I might start <laughs> I might start tonight then and start you know um, looking into that I, I think we've pretty much covered everything that I was going to ask because I was I was asking, going to obviously ask you about sleep which I've already done and yeah and I've covered the whole thing about um, pain so um I think the only thing I guess what I want to um, ask is if you can just you know offer advice and tips on how you know women should a deal with the um the weight sort of like the weight thing that goes on and not being able to shift the weight like we would do when we're say in our 40s or 30s and and also just general advice on how we just deal with this like I said you know this menopause thing and stop stressing about it like you rightly said about you know not thinking when is it gonna go because that's my take on it because we're years and I'm like when is this thing gonna go when am I gonna like have a decent nice sleep yeah <laughs> and I have it to throw the covers away and and kick and whatever 
Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> it really is. But, you know, it doesn't have to be as bad as what uh, we have been led to believe. You know, you can, there are so many things you can do. Um, even hot flashes. Uh, there's a simple uh, yogic exercise called legs up the wall. And that is where you lie down um, on the floor, uh, sort of sideways against the wall, but then you shift and you uh, put your legs up the wall. So your butt is right up against the wall and your legs are straight up. And just make yourself comfortable there and breathe deeply. Just something as simple as that lowers your blood pressure. It can reduce your uh, hot flash, especially if you do that right when it's beginning. So there, and, and it just, it helps your overall body to come back to homeostasis. It's a really good tool and it's very simple to do. Um, there are some breathing practices that are, are really also very good to do. Um, that help to lower your blood pressure. Um, we can do one right now if we have time. Do we have time to do a, a two um, or three minute? No, we don't actually. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll have, to, I'll have to come back sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, oh, I'll just join your Facebook page. <laughs> like, yes, yes. I'm always posting on the Facebook page and I have videos of a lot of these things. So I'll, I post the videos on the page and then you know, people can uh, use those tools because they do really work. But the biggest thing as far as the weight, I would say, is take a look at your meals and what you are eating when and make sure that you get more protein in the morning, 15 to 20 grams of protein in the morning and at lunch and then less protein at night because you don't need that much. Okay, all right, brilliant. That's um. That's um, pretty much everything. And I really hope that everyone has um, really taken something in regard uh, to like this interview because I have taken a lot in and I will definitely will be starting a gratitude journal for sure now that would obviously, <laughs> I, the way you said it, it kind of makes sense and I guess makes things a lot simpler. And so that's definitely something I've, I've, that will be my takeaway from this that um, I will be starting a gratitude um um, journal so I just want to say thank you so much Kathy for coming and um, I do hope like I said um, that everyone has really um, taken a, a lot on board regarding this because you have really covered so much that I have and I've learned a lot from this and I found it really really useful so for everyone listening I do hope that um, you take good care of yourselves and um, you will as I said before you'll find the show notes you'll find in the show notes every all the details about Kathy so Take care of yourself until next time and bye for now. Thank you very much.